0: Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number three. I'm Jim Galante along with Chris Buchanani, sitting in for Dustin Hawkinsmith this week. You made the turn now. You got through two segments, Chris. How you feeling? Ready for another segment?
0: I am going to encourage everybody to stick with us through the third quarter here, Jim, because I know you're going to interview my good buddy, Greg Woodman, about his book, Why Penn State, which you can get at whypennstate.com. And it's it's really great. It's an, it's an awesome read for any Nittany Lions fan, so they'll want to hear from Greg, the inventor of the Stand-up cardboard Joe Paterno, one of my all-time favorite uh, Penn State tchotchkes. We had one at our wedding that now lives in our basement, used to scare the hell out of our dog. Great. And by the way, I, I just want to make a comment from last segment. When you mentioned that I did not want to talk too much about the quarterback spot, I was not trying to fade Sean Clifford at all. I hate quarterbacks in general. I hate talking about quarterbacks. I also try to think about what the audience is primed to get sick of listening to over the next three, four months, and that is going to be talk about Sean Clifford. So I just tried to look for some other things that are interesting to me and say, hey, where are the other hidden details that could potentially impact the quarterback spot? And I think that's do we have stability in the receiving core and can we get more out of the tight ends in run blocking and pass catching? So, I again, you are going to – all, all of you listening right now are going to be absolutely sick of the name – sean clifford and how we slice and dice and analyze his game if you're not already honestly by the time we get to kickoff so no no reflection on him at all i just hate talking about quarterbacks so let's talk some defense
1: all right let's do it and by the way through the summer just tune in to the Keystone Kickoff Show. You will hear plenty about Sean Clifford. Trust me. And by the way, we have two segments a week, an Ask T. Frank and an Ask Ross segment, where our listeners send in their questions. Trust me, we will be talking about Sean Clifford, Chris. All the All right, time. Let, let, let's talk about the defense, because I'm really fascinated by this. I was so impressed with the defense last year. Yeah. But... Here's what we're running into. Five, five players from that defense were were drafted. Two more players went to the NFL as undrafted free agents. Plus, the longtime coordinator, Brent Pry has moved on. That is a lot of talent and a lot of stability out the door, Chris. Before we get into the specifics, just the overall on the defense, that is a lot of talent to replace.
0: Well, the concerning thing going into 2022 for Penn State is that you are more confident in the offense than you are in the defense, and yet that is not a reflection on the offense, right? <laughs> I, I do think when you break down who left, who went to the NFL, with whom they are being replaced, what they've been able to do in the talent pipeline and, you know, through the transfer portal to tee up some replacements. Guys coming back off injury. I talked about P.J. Mustafer previously. I think he's going to be an absolute key to this team, both on the field and from a leadership standpoint. I am not despondent about the departure of talent and our potential to replace it. Could there be some drop-off? from last year's defense, especially early on. Yeah, I think that's possible, especially Jaquan Brisker. It is very tough to replace a player of that caliber, especially right at the box. But on balance, can we bring in guys who can play at replacement level? I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation for Penn State fans to have this offseason.
1: Chris, when I took a look at, and I'll break it down to the three levels: the defensive line, the linebackers, the DBs. You know, I see a lot of talent lost at the defensive line. When you say Ibakiti's gone, uh, Jesse Lakeda gone, but I list the names and I feel pretty good. You know, I I love love Jaquan Brisker. Just you don't replace a guy like that. But I see all the talent among the DBs, and I still feel pretty good, even if they don't quite have that same level of superstar, I'm going to call them. I'm going to point to the linebacker position, though, where they lost Ellis Brooks and Brandon Smith, and I always include Jesse Lucada there, because when a linebacker was out, it was Lucada who came in as the fourth man, if you will, So I'll say linebacker lost three out of their top four players, and the one guy returning, Curtis Jacobs, is playing a different position. That's where I have my concerns. How about you?
0: Uh, No, I think that's totally fair. And to your point about uh, Laqueta, it's concerning about the depth you have in your linebacker room when very often your replacement for an injured or unavailable player was a guy who very clearly was a defensive end. Right? Yes. I do, just to say something about Curtis Jacobs, I do really like that kid a lot. I love watching the way he plays and the consistency with which he plays. I think sometimes he did not get enough credit last season for how many times he was in the right place to make the play and just did it. I think it was, it's just, there's almost a workman-like fashion to the way he goes about his business that maybe... Um, doesn't put his name in lights for the fans, but I, I do feel really good about having him come back. I think that there are some intriguing names, in, in specifically in Tyler Elsden and Kobe King, who could step in and replace Ellis Brooks, maybe the two of them in combination. I, I talked about creating replacement-level results. Uh, I, I've seen some criticism of Jonathan Sutherland, who has moved down from the third level into the intermediate, from safety to linebacker, that he's not a great tackler in space. Well, without naming any names, Jim, there is someone who was drafted to play in the NFL this past week or or two weeks ago uh, who (laughs) was not, in my opinion, one of the greatest tacklers in space I've ever seen. And so I I think Jonathan Sutherland is going to be just fine in the outside linebacker role. And I talked a little bit when we did a blue white game wrap up on the crossover podcast about the intriguing talent at the safety position. I do think some of those guys can maybe help mask the deficiencies at linebacker by just keeping two backers on the field and bringing in a guy to play this sort of so-called star position, sort of a hybrid uh, safety linebacker role. And Again, I do think a lot of it is going to come down to pass rush. Can the front four be sufficiently disruptive where, and in the run game as well, where we don't have to ask a ton of the guys behind them because I feel good about the talent in the secondary, but we're breaking in some new players. And again, you've identified that linebacker remains the question mark spot. And so that's why I think it is so important to have Mustafa coming back. Uh, we talked about uh, on our podcast off and on, Zane Durant, a guy a lot of people are excited about. Adisa Isaac is another one of those players who, like Des Holmes, the right guard, we've heard a lot about last offseason, this offseason we did not see at all during the year because they sustained season-ending injuries. Isaac is that guy on the defensive side. James Franklin made a point to single him out multiple times during the spring and praise him and talk about the impact his return has made. He's going to have to make good on those endorsements from his head coach because, you know, you, you talked about losing the majority of the disruption from last year's team in Ebiketti leaving and then Luqueta as
1: well. Well, the thing, and I want to ask you a little bit more about the defensive line, and you, if you look at the losses, three stars, Zibikidi and Lakata, the two defensive ends, Derek Tangelo, but talking about the pluses, what you're gaining on the defensive line, I'm going to call P.J. Mustafer a game because he sat out the last half of the season with injury. Akeem Beeman and Adisa Isaac were both out all of last season for different reasons, They're both there, and don't forget—you
0: brought up Hakeem Beeman, Jim. Don't forget that he was being positioned as one of the key difference makers for last year's defensive line before it was announced he was not going to be on the field for the entirety of the season. So that's that's an excellent point. That could be. A big, big boost to this group.
1: And, you know, I don't want to go crazy yet about Damian Robinson, who came in, was a highly recruited out of high school. He's going to be an edge guy. Um, Penn State recruited him a year ago. It's hard, I, I don't want to say, oh, there's our new Arnold Ibikiti, e. but I think that's where the question is between Adisa Isaac and, you know, Damian Robinson, can you get – something at least similar to the pressure from the edge that we got last year from an Arnold DeBakiti.
0: Right and we know that Manny Diaz likes to get to the quarterback we talked about that when we were going through the differences between Diaz and and Brent Pry talking a little bit in the first segment and so you, you throw in Nick Tarburton who is experienced not like a huge disruptive pass rusher but a guy who is solid from the defensive end spot and they they Coaches think they can still get a little bit more pass rush out of. And Smith-Vilbert, who flashed potential in the bowl game. we got to be careful about how much of that we project to a larger role, again. But that's a solid rotation of four, maybe even five guys who we feel can, can come in off the edge. And the combination of scheme and depth, I remember saying it about last year's defense when we really didn't know what we had in some of these guys like Ebikidi and and, and Tangelo, if you've got a solid rotation that goes eight-plus deep, you really only need two or three of those guys to take a step or two. And again, like, I want to keep coming back to the potential of bringing Beeman back, and that elevates the production of the entire group. So if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, to me, on the defensive line, it's all about depth. You're just throwing darts there, and you only need to hit one or two, and all of a sudden the entire group elevates.
1: I think you're right. My only concern, and I do like the defense. I do like Manny Diaz coming back. My only concern is in losing Iba and Jaquan Brisker, those two guys – they were the stars, of the defense. Those were the guys who make those special plays. I'm hoping that there's someone who can make those special plays this year, and I'm not sure who that's going to be.
0: I think y- you always have a couple of those kids emerge. So if there is one place where I'm going to sit back and be confident, it's that I believe the next great playmaker is in the locker room right now. We might not know who it is. Maybe it's a young guy like Zaki Wheatley who gets talked about for his nose for the ball. We saw that in the spring game, but if I'm confident anywhere,
1: it's there, Jim. Very good, Chris. You did a great job. We're now gonna hand it off to both of our good friends, uh, Greg Woodman, author of Why Penn State. He will be here for quarter number four. You don't wanna miss that. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.
0: What defines the special spirit of Penn State?